it's Samantha. And Maria. And we're the Clarity Co. Here to help the driven build their dreams. This podcast will help you gain clarity in your business, show up authentically, and scale with confidence. Our community exists to support you holistically. Because you're more than just a brand. You're a whole person. Here to make an impact on the world. Let's do this. Well, hello and welcome to this episode of The Clarity Co. I'm Maria and I am joined here with Sam, of course. And then I'm really excited to be introducing our guest, um, Liz. And um, I'm going to tell you a little bit about how uh, I know Liz. But first, I just want to say, hi, Liz. Thank you for being here with us. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Of course. Well, okay. So to give you a little backstory and Sam, I don't know if you know all this, but I met Liz. Oh my gosh. I feel like it was probably like five years ago, probably five years ago. I was, um, you applied to be a contributor for, I think it was Anaheim mom's blog at the time. Yes, it was. Yeah. And then it like went into like all the, you know, there was Orange County mom's blog and OC mom collective and all the things, but um, so we connected through there and she was a contributor for a while. And then, um, we've just been following each other on Instagram and Facebook for all these years. And I'm really excited because, okay. So not only does Liz, um, she is a virtual assistant and has all the knowledge that we're going to get into and talk more. And then she's also going to be, of course, um, speaking, um, well, it'll be this week when the listeners hear this, um, for the members of the Clarity Co. But then she also sells Beauty Counter, which I purchased from her. And um, the best. Yeah. And I have to I say, I have to, toot, I have to toot Liz's horn because she is like, if you guys uh, sell a, like an MLM, if you have a product that you sell, she, what she does that I think is so incredibly helpful. And I feel like not a lot of people do this is she will literally, when there's a sale or there's like any sort of discount happening, she will like map it out for you. She'll be like, okay, this is what you usually buy. But if oh, you, I love that. And like, she'll like figure out all the details. So it's like, oh, okay. Cause like, I usually buy like a certain regimen and she's like, actually, if you buy it like separate, you'll save even more money. And like, you can apply all these things. And I'm like, this is be above and beyond. So mm-hmm. That's amazing. I am all about saving you money and getting the best deal. So however I yeah. can help. I, am I think it's just so awesome. I, I don't feel like a lot of Thank people you. do that and I love it. So, um, okay. Well, Liz, first and foremost, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, and then we'll kind of dive into your like story of how you got to where you are. Oh, well, where should I start? Okay. My <laughs> name is Liz <laughs> and I live in Southern California Um, I am originally from Northern California, so I am a California born and raised. Um, as the years go on, I feel like I'm like, oh, I just moved here a few years ago, but now I realize it's probably been like half my life. So, um, I won't (laughs) tell you how old I am, but (laughs) it's funny just to think about like how long, you know, things are between activities and stuff like that. So, um, I live in Southern California with my husband and my son. He is currently nine, Um, and in fourth grade, um, he has autism. And so we, he was diagnosed in 2015. And so it's been a while since we've been, um, on that journey and everything, but, um, 
that's pretty much my story. I could tell you a little bit more about like my um, virtual assistant job and how I got into that, but I didn't know if you had any specific questions you wanted me to Yeah, answer. well, okay, so I want to talk about, so obviously I've known Liz since 2017 and kind of followed her on, you know, like her life and everything like you do with a friend that is online. Cause even though we live, both lived in Orange County, I think you live in Irvine, right? Or you did live in Irvine or? Yeah, I live just outside of Irvine in Tuscany. Yeah. And so I was like further north and, you know, it's just when you live in California, even if you're like 10 miles away, you're like a hundred miles away from <laughs> with traffic. Yes. Oh my gosh. Right? right. So, um, let's talk about like how you got started with, um, beauty counter, because I know that started a lot from a personal reason. And then also, um, was that like right around the time when, no, that virtual assistant, sorry, that came later. Tell us about beauty counter and then we'll get into virtual assistant. Cause I know <laughs> it was like the pandemic that kind of spurred the virtual assistant stuff. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, I have been doing beauty counter since, um, March of 2018. And like what you said, it did spur because of a personal reason. So, um, my mom had breast cancer when I was younger, she was 44 when she was first diagnosed with breast cancer. Um, she went through multiple treatments, a double mastectomy and everything. And then it went into remission for a while. Um, it came back a couple of times and in 2003, she actually passed away from it. Um, at that point I was pretty young. I was 18. I was in college. And so, I mean, I was 18, so I didn't really, I don't want to say care about it because I definitely cared about it, but I didn't really like know what to do with that information at that time. Mm -hmm. So, um, as the years went on though, I was always like hyper aware of like my body and getting checked and going to the doctor and all of those things. And I can't remember exactly what year it was, maybe 2010. I had mentioned to my doctor about my mom's diagnosis and actually my grandma, her mom had breast cancer as well. I never met her. She passed away when my mom was very young. Um, and so he was like, Hey, like there's this test called the BRCA test and it's a blood test. And it'll tell you if you carry the breast cancer gene. And of course I was terrified to take it because like, I didn't want to find out. Yes, you do. But at the same time, I did want to find out. Yes, I do. Because then I could do preventative measures. Right. Mm -hmm. So like, if you know, then you can do something about it before it's too late. Um, and so I had the test done and by some miracle it came back negative and I was shocked and thought that the test was wrong, but I was like, well, it's a blood test. Like it has to be right. <laughs> um, but it's not like I, I'm not like, oh, okay, great. Like everything's good. Like I don't have the gene, so I'm still good. I still have a higher risk because of my, um, family history and because of my Jewish heritage. So, um, the years went on, I've still been getting checked and I was able to get my first mammogram, um, at age 34, because my doctor said I could get it 10 years before my mom had breast cancer. Um, but actually what spurred the joining of beauty counter and looking into clean beauty was in 2017, I was in Hawaii and I was getting ready for us to go out somewhere. And I thought I felt like a lump in my armpit and I was like freaking out. I was trying not to freak out, but I was freaking out. And so when I came home, I ended up going to the doctor, everything was fine. Um, I had gotten like an ultrasound and they had checked everything was fine, but that's when I started looking more into clean beauty and what it meant and changing my deodorant and like all that kind of stuff. And then I found beauty counter and basically I just wanted to buy all the things. And so <laughs> the person that I bought it from was like, well, you should join as a consultant. Can you, you get a 25% discount? And I was like, well, that sounds great. I think my bank account would probably like that. And my husband would probably like that too. So um, I joined as a consultant in March of 2018, basically just to buy things for myself. But I started talking about 
like what I had found, you know, just kind of like on the internet, like, hey, this is my new favorite thing. And people have started asking me questions and were interested and people wanted to buy it and people wanted to join my team. And I was like, wow, this is crazy. This is not at all what I had thought was going to come from this. And so it's kind of grown since that. Yeah. And the thing I love about you, and I think like in the Clarity Code membership, we talk a lot about this is that you use like you're authentic in your story and you're not just here to like sell a product. Like you really care about what each person, like I said before, you will like do this like research and the due diligence to like make sure everyone is saving the amount of money they can. And like, you're just so authentic. I mean, I think that's why I messaged you. I was like, you gotta tell me a little bit more about this. <laughs> like, I want to know this sounds great. Um, so I really appreciate that. And I think that's something that people who are, you know, either selling anything, selling, whether it's through an MLM or they're, you know, have a, they're something that they make or whatever. It's really about like your story and how you can relate that to other people. So I'm not surprised. I mean, maybe you're surprised, but I'm not surprised that tons of people are reaching out to you because it just felt so real and so authentic. And I think that's something that people really appreciate. So Honestly, I was kind of surprised because I went into it like with no intentions of like growing a team or a business or anything out of it, really. So <laughs> I think maybe just the way that I went about it, like people were drawn to that and like wanted to join me for the reasons that I said that I joined it, you know, like, I mean, you definitely can make money doing it and you can make a living out of doing it, but that's never been like why I did it. It was always kind of like a side hobby, I guess for me, like it was more of my passion project than anything. Um, and so like, I just stayed true to like why I joined. I love their advocacy, trying to change the laws and the beauty industry. So like all products are clean products eventually and all of that. And so I just kind of talked about it and it's been a really fun journey to be honest. <laughs> no, that's awesome. Well, and it comes across, I think like a hundred percent, I can see it. And I also love that you're very, um, like you never are like, selling hard or like, you know, you're just like, here's the information. And I just wanted to let you know, like, here's info. And you know, if you want to do it cool. And if not great. And I just wanted you to know, or you seemed interested and, you know, like, it's just organic and, and, um, not, you know, just authentic. And I appreciate that. Like, I just think it's, it's so like, just such a great, you've done such a great job is what I want to say about. Oh, thank like, you so much. Yeah. Yeah. I 100%. I appreciate everything you do. I mean, I buy from you and I just love like the emails I get, like, you're always like, okay, guys, this is happening. Here are the details. Like nothing is a surprise. It's, you know, as someone who purchases from you, I think it's super helpful. And, um, you know, like I said, I appreciate it. So, um, okay. So doing beauty counter, loving it. Then the pandemic happens. Tell us a little bit about what happened then. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we all know what happened then. No, um, but so I have always worked outside the home, like ever since before my son was born and everything like that. And so I pre-pandemic worked for an event company here in Southern California. It is, um, a, it was a classic car company. We put on like large events and there was like 25,000 people that came. And so once the pandemic hit, obviously there were no <laughs> events happening. And so okay. for a little while, like things were okay. And then I think they determined like they didn't know how long this was going to last. And so they called me mid-March and said that they were going to have to furlough me. And so 
honestly, I feel like it came as like a shock just because everything was kind of like unraveling at that time. And like, no one really knew what was going on. And so um, it really hit me hard because I was like really scared as to what was going to happen because we were always a two income family. Like my son would go to daycare. I would go to work. My husband would go to work. And that was just how we afforded to live in Southern California. And so I was like freaking out what was going to happen now. Um, so at that time I was still doing beauty counter at that point, it was like a passion project for me. So I kind of ramped that up a little bit, but just in the way of like telling my story, like what happened, you know, like it wasn't like, oh my gosh, now I have to like be this hard seller. Like I need to make money. This is my only option. It was just kind of like, Hey guys, like this is what happened. And people really rallied around me and supported Mm -hmm. me, which I kind of didn't (laughs) expect at the same time, but I was so grateful for their generosity. Um, and so at that point I was quote unquote homeschooling my son, I guess he was doing the distance (laughs) learning thing. Um, my brother-in-law and sister-in-law, they both had jobs outside of the home that they were still able to go to. And so like my nieces needed somewhere to go. So they came over to our house every day. Um, I would try to have three kids doing, um, distance learning on their iPads all in separate rooms. So they couldn't hear each other. Um, luckily my nieces were pretty independent, but Mason, because he has, um, autism, he, they really, the school did an amazing job, like catering to him because he had a lot of extra, not activities, but like places that he would go during the day. So he had like, mm-hmm. um, occupational therapy and like speech and, um, additional help that he'd get at school. And so they kind of tacked those on as like extra calls during the day. And so we were on the iPad a lot and I really had to like focus on him and making sure that he was sitting and paying attention and all of those things. And so, that lasted through May or June, whenever they ended school. And then over the summer, I was taking care of all of them too. And then come the fall is when they kind of went back a little bit, kind of didn't. That was like when we did like all the different things. And so (laughs) during all of that, I was on unemployment. Um, I guess in a way I feel bad saying this, but was fortunate that like I got furloughed so early. So I got in before like the majority of people were applying. Mm -hmm. And so my benefits started pretty soon. So we were actually okay for the first, like, I don't know, eight, nine months or whatever of it. And then things were, things were fine, um, with all the distance learning and all of that. And then come January, 2021, my friend had started a social media management business and she had just posted like on Instagram, like, Hey, I started this business. Like I would be looking for help if anybody was interested. And so I'm like, Oh, I could do that. You know, like I like social media. I know social media. Um, so I had messaged her and we started working together in January, 2021. And, um, the kids were still doing distance learning kind of at that point, I think they'd go to school for like two hours and like come home. It was like a hybrid type of thing. And so I was able to work like while he was at school and then the months went on, we were working together. I was happy to have something for me, something that I could focus on besides like the school thing. And, um, Then a few months later, I had seen one of my other friends on Instagram had said that um, her nanny was going back to school. And so she wasn't going to have as much time like uninterrupted to work. And so I kind of just like nonchalantly messaged her and was like, hey, like if you're looking for some help, like I've been helping my friend with this, I'd be interested in helping you if you needed some help. And so we started working together and that was June, 2021. And at that point I was like, oh, I think I just started a business. (laughs) So it kind of came up accidentally. Um, And at that point I was like, I think I need to learn more about like actually running a business and stuff. Like now that I have two clients and it's not just like, oh, I'm just helping her for fun kind of thing. Um, And so I took a course, a virtual assistant course in July of 2021. And that's when my business was officially started. 
That's awesome. And I know that you, um, well, we'll talk a little bit about how, okay. So virtual, virtual assistant, um, you obviously kind of started cause you were helping your friends. I think that's kind of a great thing that entrepreneurs do is that they find a niche and they kind of like just lean, you leaned into it, which is amazing. But tell us a little bit about, I know you've talked about this course a lot. Um, but tell us about like, you know, in the clarity code, we have a lot of people who own their own businesses and they, you know, you said you were helping a friend. How does somebody know that they even need help? Like, what would you tell someone who's like, I don't even know what I need. Like, what do you, I guess, like, how do you like offer your services? What services do you offer? And how does, pe how do people know when they need someone? Um, well, it could come in all different ways. I would say you kind of need to know what you can outsource before you would hire someone. So mm -hmm. if there are things in your business that you don't like doing, or you know that you need to do, but you don't have enough time to do, like, I'm all about letting the people who own their businesses, like, be the face of their business and do the things that need them. You know, like there's a lot of things that don't necessarily need to be you maybe mm -hmm. sending emails or posting your Instagram post to social media. Like that doesn't necessarily need to be you or making graphics or things like that, you know, backend tasks that don't need to have like your face per se, like associated mm -hmm. with it. I would say start with those things because they're easiest to outsource and don't really need like an operating procedure to outsource it. Um, so those are the first things that I would say to outsource. And then kind of, you can either talk to your virtual assistant to see like maybe what they specialize in, because as I've been in this industry, there's like a ton of things that you can specialize in. Like, I didn't even know that like Pinterest management was a thing before this, but like, there's a whole strategy around that. I've really only used Pinterest, like for my personal use, but like, if you want to grow your business based on Pinterest, like you'd want to get like a specific like Pinterest virtual assistant or like there's email marketing people and stuff like that. So depending upon like your, how much you want to do with a certain thing, like you might want to get a specialized virtual assistant, but, um, in general, I kind of just do all sorts of things, kind of like a hodgepodge of things. And I really like it because like every day is different. And mm -hmm. so I do have like five clients and they actually are all in different industries, but, um, I like it because of the variety that it provides me. And I kind of do similar things for them that aren't like too specialized. Like I mentioned the Pinterest thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We actually, um, well, last podcast, I think, or podcast before talked to someone who specializes in Pinterest and just, oh. it is a whole new world. Like yes. it, it's crazy what you can do with Pinterest that I just think, you know, back in the day, I remember my mother was the one who like signed me up for Pinterest. I didn't <laughs> even know it was anyway, but she, she spoke to the Clarity Co last month all about Pinterest and everything. Anyway, super cool. Um, okay. So you, you have your clients. How do you get clients? Cause I'm sure there are people who are listening to this podcast or even some of our Clarity Co members who are like, you know, I could like add this to my, you know, what I do for income. Um, how do you like find clients? How do you like market yourself? Um, so I've actually been very lucky in the fact that like my friend had posted that on social media mm -hmm. and I had just seen it. And so I applied for it. Um, the other one wasn't necessarily looking, but I had just kind of been watching her stories and then 
just messaged her. And so actually through one of the course that I took for the virtual assistant, she has a matchmaking um, system like on the back end of her business. And so after it's a six week course, and once you get through week three, then she lets you have access to that. It's free for you. It's free for them. It's just like her connecting people who need virtual assistance to people who were looking for clients. And so it's not like a guaranteed thing, but if you feel like you'd be a good match, then she'll connect you. And then you guys can kind of talk and then get on a discovery call. So through that, I had applied for a couple of them and like done discovery calls through them. But I think just letting people know like what you're doing, you know, like the power of social media, the power of referrals and word of mouth and everything. Um, honestly, like I've had like clients refer me to their friends or even just by posting it, like I said, on social media, people have messaged me saying like, Hey, I could use some help. Like maybe they don't even know that they need help. But then once you say it and you say what you do, they're like, Oh, you could do that for me. Like that would be great. So just don't be shy about sharing that you are a virtual assistant and even the, the services that you offer, how you can help people because maybe they don't know that they need your help, but they know once you say that you're doing it, then they'll um, realize that they have some stuff that they could outsource to you. Yeah. And just like the beauty counter, I think you do a really good job on social media of, you know, sharing what you do, um, how you're helping, but also similar to what we talk about in the Clarity Co, but like, you're not just being like, Hey, I'm a virtual assistant. Hey, I'm a virtual assistant. You really are good about being like, Oh, this is what I do. This is super cool. This is also me taking Mason to the post office. This is, this is what we're doing. I know you are like super into, um, elf on the shelf and you're like a master at it. So it's always fun to watch your stories. (laughs) Um, but yeah, I think you do a really great job of like showcasing the virtual assistant, the beauty counter and like your life just in a very organic and authentic way. Um, so just well done you. I, I appreciate that. Oh, thank you. <laughs> so like for, I know we're going to talk about this more. Um, you're going to do, she is doing a presentation. It's this week. It's April 28th at, um, 11 AM PST for those of you who are members. Um, but you know, if you can give us a little like information for, I know you talked about people who are like, oh, maybe I need this and this done. But like, let's say um, somebody's like, I am struggling with this part of my business. And then they come to you. How would you just start talking to someone about being their virtual assistant? Um, so There are a lot of ways that you can do that. Um, If you're in any like Facebook groups and stuff too, sometimes you're um, able to advertise your services. But if you, you don't want anyone to think that they're doing anything wrong because they're definitely not doing anything wrong in their business, but you could just see maybe how you could help take some stuff off their plate. Like a lot of the people that I work with are moms. And so they have a lot of stuff going on. I mean, just like me, you know, their kids have sports, their kids have whatever, you know, and they just don't physically have enough time in their day to do all of the things. And so like even um, one of my friends that I work with, she has an in-home bakery and I do her emails for her. And she told me, she's like, you saved me like hours just by not having to like go in there and like do my emails. I was able to go do X, Y, Z over here. You know, it's just about the time that you're saving people really. And especially like in my I guess my niche would be like solopreneurs that are moms type of thing, because I'd say 
I mean, at least 90% of them do have kids or they understand they're like a woman and they understand like what it would be like Mm -hmm. to have kids. And so the whole time saving thing, I feel like as moms, we're always like short on time during the day. I mean, even me, like while my son's at school, I'm like, how can I maximize my time? Because, you know, when they come home, even if they're entertained, they need a snack or they want to do this or they need to go to a sport or <laughs> uninterrupted you know? <laughs> ever. Once they're around, you're multitasking your brain to make yeah. sure they're like taken care of and doing your work. Yeah, exactly yeah. and they always like he it's so cute because he's like so interested in like what I'm doing but then he has like 52 questions about like each thing <laughs> and I'm just like oh my gosh I'm just trying to get my idea out um but I would kind of go about like looking for social cues almost you know like people will sometimes say even on social media like how stressed they are or how little time they have or that they could use help with something and just kind of like look for hints like that but um if you're really looking to get a virtual assistant, there are places that you can go. Like even I could recommend the website where the matchmaking service is free for you to say like, hey, I could use help with like X, Y, Z. If you're a virtual assistant looking for clients, like I would definitely just make sure that you're advertising your services. Tell people what it means. Like I talk to a lot mm-hmm. of people and they're like, what does it mean? Like, what do you do? I feel it's like so they just true. think that I call my yeah. thumbs all day at home, you know? But I mean, I'm really like doing a lot of work for people like behind the scenes, like things that, like I said, don't have to be them, but take a lot of time that are necessary in their business. And so, um, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's so true. I mean, when I was running OC Mom Collective, it was like, it's not just, you know, writing a blog post. It's like putting an event together. It was doing all these guides. It was emailing all the, you know, it was just so many emails and just keeping track. And there's just so much that goes into running a business, especially now that there's social media, you have to have a presence. And we talk about this all the time in the Clarity Co of like strategy and you have to show up like whether you want to or not, even, even like a brick and mortar random business, like not a social or, you know, not like a solo entrepreneur, if a brick and mortar business like does has like broken links to their Facebook or Instagram, you're like, are they still in business? Like, <laughs> or like have they haven't posted since 2016? They must not be around anymore. I mean, I literally when I owned Osimon Collective, messaged um, this the surrogacy place, and I was like, are you still around? Because like your social media is dead. So like I just they're like, oh yeah, no, we still are. I was like, oh, okay, well it doesn't look like it. Like. <laughs> Yeah. Well, especially like in this day and age, you know, everything is like online, like either it would be like social media or like your website, like your website doesn't work or you have broken links. Like you said, people are like, do you, are you still open? And so I feel like if you are even like a brick and mortar store and you think that, well, like people just come in, like my business is doing great, but you still need these like backend things like social media especially these days because everyone looks for you, you know, and people want to tag you on social media Mm -hmm. too. You know, they're all excited that they're at your nail salon or something, but, and they want to tag you like, Hey, go to this place. Like they did my nail so cute. But if you don't have social media, then you're kind of losing free advertising. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I used to have people that would pay to be in our camp guide and then it'd be like, what's your Instagram handle? It was like a form. And they were like, Oh, we're not on Instagram. And I'm like, well, I mean, now I can't tag you. So then it looks like everyone else is pretty, like, you know, they're cute little tags and yours is just like blah, blah, blah camp. And, yeah. it, and it also makes it look like I was like lazy and didn't find your handle or, you know, couldn't, I don't know. It's just, 
you just have to be on it's un, it's a beast that we all have to uh play in you know it's just a it's a playground we all have to be in so um yeah, yeah. and as something that not everybody wants to do yeah um it's, it's definitely of one of the best things to outsource especially to people who like it and know about it and stuff so i mean i guess if you're looking for something to outsource that would definitely be number one maybe that i would <laughs> recommend it's a, it's something that's very it's you know it's time consuming you have to do it and if you have somebody that you trust or, you know, it can, it can really help you do, like you said, the stuff that you don't have to have your face on, um, can be really helpful for, for a virtual assistant. But yeah. So tell me a little bit like about your day. Cause, um, you know, in the clarity co we talk a lot about, um, cause you know, everyone's like owning their own business and we talk a lot about owning your time and your time freedom. So tell me a little bit about your day and like kind of how that's like changed since working, you know, your, um, where you went to work like nine to five. So every day actually is very different. It kind of depends on, um, like Wednesdays they get out of school early. And so I have to pick them up early. Some days I pick up my nieces after school. Some days I don't like I work at the school some days. And so, um, every day is kind of different, but, um, I will say that, let's go with the typical day. So a typical day, I would drop my son off at school around like 8.15. And then I usually come home, um, have breakfast, kind of hang out and like check my emails and stuff. And then I do have one client that I post for on social media and she likes it done like as early as possible. So um, I'll go into her planally and grab her post and put that up on Instagram. And then I engage for a little while. And then by now it's maybe like nine o'clock. And then depending upon what I have going on for the day, like I said, I'll check my emails again. And then I have various ways that I communicate with clients. And so, um, I will check in with that and work on the client work. So basically while my son is at school is like my time to maximize my work time. And so the majority of the time I will be working. Sometimes I will do um, a couple errands if I need to, or appointments or something, but the majority of the time I like to be alone and be working. And so, um, I'll work for a little while. I'll have lunch. I'll kind of go back to working. And then around like two 30, I usually wrap up and then go get him at school. Um, on the days that I get my nieces, then I kind of like hop by their two schools. And then we go back to their house for a little while. Um, sometimes my son has, um, swim lessons. So I'll take him to the swim lesson and then we'll come back, have dinner. Um, my husband will usually help him with his homework. I'll kind of see if I need to do anything else for anybody. Um, and then we hang out watch TV, go to bed kind of thing. Um, the thing that I really love about it is the flexibility. Um, I feel like everyone's always talking about like a work-life balance, but mm -hmm. I kind of feel like this is more a life work balance. Like this work fits into my life and I prioritize my family and doing things for that. So yeah. like say on Fridays, I'll go help at the school, which has always been something that I've wanted to do, but I've never been able to, because I've always had to be at work at a certain time. Mm -hmm. And so the work on Fridays kind of looks a little different because I'm there for longer. And then I come home and then I actually go back later and help. And so it's kind of more spread out, but, um, all of my clients, and we talk about this ahead of time, like if something needs to get done by a certain day, I obviously make sure that's done by a certain day, but most of the work is kind of fluid where we plan ahead. And so I'm able to just do it when I can do it. So even if I work at night or on the weekends or whatever, that's my choice, not by somebody telling me. And so um, that's one of the major benefits that I love is that I can put my life first and still do my work at the same time. I love that. What's your favorite task as a virtual assistant? Like for you? Um, 
I really love making graphics in Canva. Mm -hmm. It's really fun and really creative. And um, I really like that everybody kind of has like a different taste as to like what they want their graphics to look like. And so it really lets me have creative freedom to do what I like, but like in their aesthetic. And so um, that probably is my favorite task. I love that. I like making graphics in Canva too. It's kind of fun. It's so fun. Not, I, I, well, so you know how like Photoshop, I, I like missed the boat on Photoshop, but then like Canva came, came around and I was like, I can do this for sure. And it's fun and it makes it easy. So I, I use feel Canva. like Photoshop is so technical. Like mm-hmm. at my old job, what my coworker used to do the Photoshop stuff and he would be clicking on things and to get it to look right. And I'm like, why? Well, I, I feel like it shouldn't be this complicated. And I don't know when Canva came around, but I've been using Canva for several years now and they just make it so easy to make such beautiful things. So I'm all about that. Yeah. Yeah. I I love it. I love Canva. Oh my gosh. Canva is my favorite. Like (laughs) I don't know how any of us would survive on social media without Canva. No, it's, it's like the lifesaver. I remember there used to be all these like dinky little apps, like there's like word swag and stuff Mm -hmm. like that, but nothing compares to Canva. I'm actually, I have it open right now, actually, Maria. And, um, my computer's acting up or not my computer. My apps are, have all like gone haywire. I used to be able to upload or download the podcast audio from anchor, upload it to my voice memo app on my computer and then, um, make it smaller and then upload it into Canva. Cause I didn't know you could upload like literally a whole podcast into Canva. Well, I just did. It took a 34 minute podcast and I'm able to edit it there. So I'm like, okay, cool. One less step. So I've got that waiting for us for the next know, And like, you can do reels now. Like I will put yeah. in audio for reels and I'll just, I mean, and Canva, like, I mean, this is, if Canva wants to sponsor our podcast and like all about <laughs> For it, real. but like they only charge, I feel like if you buy the whole year, it's like $110. It's like, wow. So cheap. Yeah. It's I, so I cheap. Honestly, for- oh, sorry. Go ahead. I honestly think it's better than Photoshop because it's so much more user-friendly and now they have so many features that are like the same as Photoshop. I've made all my logos in Canva. I do oh, everything. I am on it every single day. Every yeah. day. And there's so much you can do, like mm-hmm. presentations, like you said, you can upload mm-hmm. podcasts, videos, graphics. Like I probably don't even use it to the folks. And I heard you could like make a website on there. Like all oh, you can. Things. I'm like, what? Wow. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. nuts. So Liz, I have a couple of questions for you. So I um, got pretty overwhelmed in the first, I would say the first year of my business. And I was listening to a podcast, of course, (laughs) where um, I think it was Natalie Frank. And she was talking about her awesome VA. And I was like, oh, I should contact this person. Not thinking that like I would ever hire them. Well, I ended up hiring her agency. And I brought my first VA on board. And I will say it is one of the best investments I ever made in my business. Because without that VA... I'm sure I would have gotten to a six figure business, but it like skyrocketed it because what happened was she freed me up to work so many more hours with clients that I was working in behind the business, like Mm -hmm. making graphics and sending out contracts and creating the contracts, doing all these things that, um, I really didn't have time to do. It freed me up. It almost doubled my availability with my clients. And I was able to get to six figures within my first year because of that. And 
I want to say the turnaround. Now, this isn't something I'm like promising or quoting anyone, but I will say I was able to double my income within two months of hiring her, which was incredible. Wow. So I would absolutely recommend if you guys are feeling overwhelmed to look into hiring a VA because they can literally change the outcome of your business. And the investment is minuscule compared to the outcome, honestly. Mm-hmm. And you, you know, you might think like, oh, I can't afford $20 an hour. I can't afford, you know, whatever the rate is. Right. But it's not like you're employing them 40 hours a week. A lot of VAs are only working 20 hours a month, 30 hours a month. Right. And so if you do the math and even if it brought you in one new client that was worth, let's say $2,000, but your VA cost you about a thousand dollars a month, that's worth it. You're splitting the difference. But what if it brought you five new clients every month? What Mm -hmm. if it brought you 10? What if it brought you 20? Right? So it is incredibly worth it to look into hiring a VA. If you're feeling burnt out, if you're wanting some more time freedom, if you're wanting to step away from like the tasks in your business and focus more on what you're good at. Because I always say to like, never hire anyone who's not better than you at that thing. Right. Mm. So make a list of those things that you don't like doing, or you're not really actually that good at. Maybe it's Canva. Maybe it's writing social media posts. Maybe it's actually the posting on social media. Obviously you have to show up with your face. Um, for me, it was contracts. I was not good at that. I, I swear, I will look over a contract 14 times and still miss something, still mess something up. Right. But my VA is like a type A personality girl. She checks it three times. Like she is the bomb. And so I always call her like my right hand girl and she just does things that I'm not good at. Right. So I highly, highly recommend that. Um, Liz, do you have any stories like that with your clients where they've been able to like completely change their business because they've hired you or brought you on? Um, wow. Like, honestly, that's <laughs> so amazing that you were able to do that. Um, and that is exactly like what I aim to do. So I have been working with most of my clients. Um, the longest one, I guess, since January of last year. So a little over a year, the other one, almost a year come June. And then most of the other ones were like later on in, um, 2021, but actually one right. of my clients is a wedding photographer and mm-hmm. I do all of the captions. So she wants her grid to look a certain way because obviously she is um, showcasing her pictures. And so she uploads all her pictures into Planly, and then she has me do the captions for her. So that saves her time doing that. And then I post for her every day, Monday through Friday and do engagement and stuff. And so We started working together, I think at the end of October and maybe like a month into that, she messaged me and she was like, somebody messaged me asking about my wedding services. And because you've been posting so consistently on my Mm -hmm. feed, you've been able to see me, you know, the visibility was there because she was posting so inconsistently before just whenever she had time, because it wasn't her priority. You know, her priority was going to the wedding, shooting the weddings, editing the pictures for the people. Um, that she wasn't really advertising her business. And so she's like, I just signed a new client this weekend. And we had only been working together maybe for like a month or so. And just by getting her information out there, her pictures out there, her name out there, like she was able to sign a new client. So it definitely helps. (laughs) 
it totally helps. It can totally free you up. And just that visibility, like I think VAs are amazing for helping you with visibility. Mm -hmm. Um, because last month we talked about Pinterest. Now, a lot of our listeners and our, our members are going to say, I don't have time for Pinterest. That's just, you know, that is a ton of time that I don't have to sit there. I don't have to sit there and repin all these things and make these graphics and, and all the things for Pinterest, even though they know that Pinterest is going to be impactful. So because a VA has a down pat and they're good at that and they know Canva, like the back of their hand, they can take the content you've already created, you know, where, wherever it is on your website, on your social media, repurpose that into Pinterest and help, help you find, or help people find you that are already looking for you. So, um, do you do Pinterest management, Liz? Um, I don't, I'm definitely not an expert at Pinterest. I use it for myself. So I am familiar with that there. But, um, like Maria said, like when you guys had talked to that person last month, I think Pinterest definitely is like a beast of its own. And so that was something that somebody who specializes in that would want to do. But I was going to say the repurposing of content is something that I do quite often. Like either (laughs) my clients will say, make an Instagram post that then I can turn into a blog post or have the blog post. And, you know, you can like separate it out and use it in a newsletter. And we're very good at, um, repurposing the content. So you do something once, but it can be seen like multiple places. So whether you're on LinkedIn or Facebook or wherever else, you know, like that one piece of content can be used for multiple places and you only have to physically spend your time that one time doing it. Exactly. Yeah. I, 100% agree. But I also think too, like, you know, you, when you have someone who's like doing what you do, like you're, you're like, they're like, Oh, I want you to make X, Y, Z. And you're like, okay, I'm going to do it. Like when I am, if I'm doing it myself, I'm starting to make X, Y, Z. I look at the photo. I'm like, Oh my gosh, I forgot. I needed to do that. I go back. I'm like, Oh, I needed to email that person. Oh, like, you know, like my mind is just like going spinning, but like, when you have someone who's your virtual assistant and you're like, can you do this? They're not thinking about the other aspects of your, like what your to-do list is. They just have this so they can focus and get it done and it gets done. Whereas you're like, oh shoot, I needed to be calling this person and oh, that graphic. I don't know if I like it. And then you spend like 20 hours trying to get the graphic right. When you're an expert at graphics, let the expert get it done. Like Sam said, hire someone who's better at it than you are. So yeah, I think it not only saves you time, but then yeah, like gives you the opportunity to make more money and like the consistency. Oh my gosh. So true. Yeah. Like they cannot find you if you're not showing up. Right. Exactly. So a little more on the personal side for you, Liz, I know we talked about how this has freed you up to like volunteer at your son's school and stuff like that, but I'd love to know what the impact looks like for you overall for your whole family, for your life, for your, you know, personal, every day-to-day type of living that, what does it look like, um, changing from working a regular job to now being your own boss as a freelancer with your VA company? Um, honestly, it was something that I never thought that I would do. Like I never thought I would own my own business. Right. Um, so I mean, while there definitely were lots of bad things that happened out of the pandemic. I feel like I've heard a lot of like amazing stories and like other people too, starting businesses and stuff. And honestly, I kind I feel like everything happens for a reason. And so while obviously mm-hmm. two years ago, I would not have told you that I was happy about it. Right. Um, I am definitely happy with the way that things worked out just because the freedom and the flexibility that this gives me to be able to be either at my son's school or take him to an appointment or 
take myself to an appointment or do whatever, you know, and the beauty of this job too, is that you can do it anywhere. If you have a computer and you have internet, like you can do this Mm -hmm. job anywhere. So like I could, not that I'd want to work on vacation per se, but like I could work on vacation if I wanted Mm -hmm. to, or if my husband got this amazing opportunity to go on a business trip to Hawaii and I wanted to go with him, like I could still work while we were there and I wouldn't have to take quote unquote vacation time. Um, I mean, I guess that is kind of a downfall too, because no one is paying me vacation time. So I, but I make my own schedule, you know, like I can go whenever I want to go. Whereas before, when I worked in events, we had event dates that prevented me from going on vacation at a certain time. So, and they all happened to be right around when my son had off of school too. So, you know, right after spring Uh, break, so we couldn't go anywhere and stuff. So it's just, a lot of people talk about success in terms of money. And obviously I would want money to be successful too, but there's a lot of like time freedom success, you know, like flexibility success. Like, um, I mentioned earlier, my son has autism and when he was younger, he used to have to go to speech like four times a week. And I was trying to figure out how to like fit that into my schedule. You know, like I have to be at work at a certain time. And it was my job that was a little bit more flexible and my boss was understanding, but you know, I still had to ultimately like ask, ask them. Right. Yeah. Or like whatever they said about my schedule. And so I think that is like the biggest thing and just being able to help out my family too. you know, picking out my nieces from school during the week Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. all of that, just being there to be able to be not the like more reliable one or anything, but just like the more flexible one where if somebody is sick, like I can go pick them up and don't have to inconvenience someone else. It's, it's really right. the flexibility. I'd say that's the biggest benefit. Awesome. Yeah. That is worth so much. It is worth it really a is. Lot. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know this, Liz, but my husband and I recently moved into an RV. Oh, so we cool. are nomadic. And so I am I like totally resonate with what you're saying. And it's so my husband was just asking me, he's like, okay, so do you want to go to Liberty Station after this and ride bikes? And I was like, Yeah, I do at 10 o'clock on a Wednesday, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> why not? Right. Exactly. So, so fun. I know. I was just saying like, Oh, somebody calls me and is like, Hey, let's meet for lunch. I'm like, okay. You know, exactly. like I can just do that. I've never had a job where I could do that. And it's just crazy. Awesome. That you can still make income and help support your family while like having this amazing life. It like almost seems too good to be true. Right. Exactly. I love it. It's so fun. So is there anything else you want to tell us about like maybe tips for hiring a VA or I know we're going to talk really, really in depth about that on your call. Um, but any tips that you have for someone who is looking for a VA and like how to, how to know if someone's the right fit for you, anything like that? Um, well, something that I had never really thought about until recently was the concept of like hard skills versus soft skills. Mm -hmm. Um, and I guess hard skills would be more of like, I need you to know X, Y, Z program and you know it. Okay. You're hired, you know, like maybe I don't have to train you as much on those programs, but I really feel like it's about personality and like melding. So that would be more of like the soft skills. Um, and just the ability to research things. I mean, there's tons of things that I don't know, but you know, Google, you can Google anything. Google knows everything. (laughs) (laughs) I Google so much like all the time and you can find the answer, you know? So as long as you're resourceful and you know how to find the answers that you need, like everything is learnable. I recently started with a new client and I've never used like probably 
four out of the five programs that she uses, but um, through either like SOPs that they had created to help like walk me through it. And I'm usually pretty good at picking up the skills as long as someone can walk me through it like the first time, or if there's like a list of things that I can go mm-hmm. through. Um, but I really feel like it's the personality kind of thing. And especially over the past like couple of years, you can know certain skills, but not match personality wise with someone. And I feel like you're going to work with someone every day. You want to enjoy their company and enjoy talking with them and working with them and like Mm -hmm. all of that. And so, Mm -hmm. um, if you're hiring someone, I would definitely not just go with, okay, like maybe you would want to put on your application. These are the programs that we use. And if they like know nothing about the internet, then maybe that would not be good fit, (laughs) but, um, really like interviewing them and talking to them and just seeing like how you feel with them um, when you're interviewing them. And also I would say, look into hiring someone before you're ready, like before you think you need to hire someone, because, um, like you said earlier, you don't realize how having this extra help in your business could skyrocket your business. Like you just think, oh, I can't afford another payment a month. But if you're paying someone a thousand dollars and now you can make $2,000, $5,000, whatever, like however many more clients you can take on, like that's totally worth it. And so there might be a little bit of setup time in the beginning, you know, teaching them your systems or whatever, but, um, in the long run, it really can skyrocket your business. So if you're just starting to feel a little stressed, like you can't handle it all, that's when you should definitely start looking for someone, not when like your hair's on fire and you're freaking (laughs) out that like you have so much to do and you need help then, you know, because especially then you're going to have so much to do and you're not going to have the time to spend a little bit of extra time with someone training them and explaining things to them. So um, if you feel like there are things that you can outsource, even just to get them off your plate, like I said, graphics or emails or blog posts or repurposing social media stuff, um, I would do it. Yeah. Oh man, I 100% agree. That makes so much sense. Um, Well, I don't have any other questions, but I'm really excited to have you in our, um, to be speaking to our members. Well, they'll be speaking to you this week, (laughs) Um, but I'm just really excited. And Liz, I just love you. And I just think you're doing such a great job. So I, when we were, when Sam and I like started planning this whole entire year, I was like, we have to get Liz. Like, she's amazing. So I'm just so glad that you came on to chat with us today. Thank you so much for having me. This was so fun. Yeah. Thanks for hanging out with us, Liz. We can't wait for you to teach in front of the group. Mm-hmm. and them to learn from you. Is there any last words you want to leave our listeners with? Um, I don't think so. Just the, if you are a solopreneur, entrepreneur, mompreneur, anybody who could use a little <laughs> time freedom in your day, I would definitely look into reaching out to a VA because they could open a whole new world for you and help you out in so many ways. Absolutely. Awesome. And I will put all of um, her, uh, Liz's information in the show notes. So you can go check her out. And um, then if you are not a member, you still have time to become a member and hear her give her chat this week. So um, thank you, Liz, for joining us. Thank you so much. Yes. And we will um, be back with a new uh, podcast in two weeks. All right, guys. Talk to you later. Bye.